Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory-Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Flynn Eagle, located in Kingston, New Jersey. Today is sort of fun. I'm joined today with Carol Ann Michael, my daughter, who also in our firm heads up the 401k plan. And we were just talking earlier this week about the amazing um, transition that is held to happening, not only within families, but within our worship um, institutions, within our local communities, our volunteer organizations, that it is the first time in the history of the United States that we have actively involved five generations working together at one time. And then we began to talk about what does that mean? In our work, we find traditionalists, because they went through the Great Depression, World War II, they're very disciplined. They're very, they were very workplace loyal. They moved out to the suburbs. Actually, it was the first time within medicine that they were getting vaccines, and their life expectancy started to get a little longer. And then they gave birth and raised up what we call today the baby boomers. And they are now leaders of many of our um, institutions. But they went through the Vietnam War. They saw the first moon landing. They saw the civil rights, women's rights that we're celebrating recently. They experienced a lot of innovation, computers, technology, the personal computers. The baby boomers, they were, didn't want to be traditionalists all the time. They didn't want to have to wear suits all the time to worship services. They didn't want to have to wear suits after work. That's where the khakis came in and women started to wear pants. So they, they, were, they obeyed and they liked a lot. They, boomers liked a lot of systems and they liked a lot of surveys and they liked a lot of group thinking. And then we had the Gen Xs. And the Gen Xs, many of us saw the fall of the Berlin Wall, the Gulf War. We were a lot more independent, free agents. We wanted to check everything on the Internet. But that's where MTV and AIDS and things like that came in, came in. and the mobile phone um, many of us look back and say, what did we do before the mobile phone? But Carol Ann, you could probably do a better job of talking about the next couple of generations. Yeah, I think uh, the Gen Xs are usually known as the forgotten generation. Um, and we're also the first generation that dealt with a lot of families, uh, non-traditional families. So divorces started happening a lot more, single parents raising kids, which I think, um, you know, leads the way to the millennials a little bit. Everyone knows the millennials as the technology-based generation. Um, their generation that grew up with 9-11 happening either very early in their life or actually before they were even born. Um, and so they're overly confident. Uh, they are very social uh, and community service-based. And then the Gen Zs are just entering the workforce now, um, but we still deal with them every day in, in other situations, especially in our families. There's a lot of moms out there probably have Gen Z children. Um, and so they have high expectations. Uh, they're actually even more optimistic than any other generation. Um, and I think something to keep in mind with all these generations is that they're very large. Um, and, you know, these are kind of the stereotypes that go with them and, and, and make them what they are. But you might be in between a generation. So one foot might be as a baby boomer and the other as a Gen X. And so you might take pieces of each part. I, I do think that's really important, Carol, not to kind of classify people as this is the way they are. But I do think a lot of the generations are out overlapping, which makes it more interesting when you're dealing with organizations or within your family. But there are stereotypes, aren't there? 
Definitely. I think one big one is, you know, the traditionalists and baby boomers resist new technology and are holding back the rest of the world by refusing to, to learn the technology that's that's around today. And actually half of baby boomers and 20% of traditionalists actually sleep with their cell phones. So I'm not sure that's very true. <laughs> and Facebook seems to be an awful awesome thing for many of those. And millennials, they, they always come in and they say, you know, they're going to hurt our team because they just don't want to work hard in the office and they're so entitled. Yeah, and actually more than 50% of millennials uh, say that they want to come into the workplace. Um, and that goes with a lot of people say that millennials only want to communicate through technology, this idea they don't want to be in the office and they don't want to have face-to-face, -face, um, when in fact, in a recent survey, two-thirds of millennials selected an in-person conversation with coworkers as their top communication um, versus only 20% who preferred email. That's um, kind of amazing. You know, when you, when you look at it, we actually laugh at our own family. And I think if you think of your families, we have, I have my oldest son, and he is actually eight years older than our youngest son, um, family of four children. And he will say, what is this foreign language you're texting me, Rob? And for us, we type every word out. So I think that even within the same generation, so that's, that's kind of an example of the large, you can have discrepancies on how they are dealing with things. And I think that goes also to the fact that everyone thinks but then the generation behind them is, is going to kind of cause the downfall. I mean, when you think of dating as a good example, um, every generation thought that their, the way that they did dating was the correct way. So the traditionalists did uh, letter writing, and then the, uh, the baby boomers came around and started uh, having phone calls, and the traditionalists looked at them and said, how can you not have letter writing? You're going to kill your relationship. And then it continued on with the Gen Xs. We started to have cell phones and texting. And now the millennials, uh, we have things like Tinder and, you know, swipe left, left or right if you want to go on a date. And I think every generation looks at the one below them and says, there's no way this is going to work. Um, and so just understanding the different stereotypes. I actually think that's really interesting because when you think about it, it doesn't matter whether you're in a work community or you're at home or you're going to the family reunion this summer as we begin to plan for those. I think what we have to say to ourselves is, we are so much more understanding and caring about those we work with or we're volunteering with when we understand and we start to ask ourselves, um, why does the person do like do this and why do they think like that instead of what are they thinking? And so we would say we would leave you with our week podcast this weekend. When you're going through your day and you're encountering these many different five generations within your environment, we ask ourselves, why do they do that? Oh, they must do that because this comes natural to them instead of what were you thinking? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the biggest thing is hopefully if we can all start to understand why certain people act the way they do, we'll be able to, um, you know, get more leverage and, and work better as, as a group together, whether it's in work or in our families or in our communities in general. Well, this is sort of fun, Carol Ann, because I think that there are some days I feel like I really need to be questioning myself and saying, why do they do that instead of what? Because we all know as moms, we're like, we too often say, what were you thinking? Thank you today for tuning in in our episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then.